Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Jackson 5 at Coast FM home of the classic hits with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. The Gardening Gang underway for yet another weekend. Good day, Sherilyn. Good morning, Pete. And we are being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. And they've been great, faithful sponsors on the radio station for many moons. And we love them. We love we them. Do now, Sherilyn, providing one's got some land, mm-hmm. um, the topic today is thrifty gardening. So if you've got a block and you're not sort of covered by concrete. Yes. Oh, we won't go into the fact is what happens if you don't have a block, but uh, we'll just explore the uh, opportunity for those who may have the available land. Mm-hmm. Is gardening expensive? I would say no. And also, I am going to interject there if you don't have a block. We have over 30 community gardens on the Central Coast, so you can garden somewhere. That's it. So there's always somewhere. It's not expensive. I think what is expensive is when we go to gardening centres and like anything, if we've got something that we love, it's a hobby, I don't care if you're collecting snow globes, you just go overboard and you buy too many and you don't stop and think. Gardening's all about planning. So if you plan first you won't be overspending. And we've got a couple of experts from around the coast today that'll be helping us create a garden on the cheap. We've got Jen Jones, who's from Pickles Patch Blog, and she'll be talking about how to actually kick that garden off and build it from, I think it's zero dollars she got. Us, she might get us down to. She reckons she's going to. And we've also got Clara Rosa, the president of Permaculture Central Coast, and she's going to come up with some maths for us and prove the point, Pete, better than I can, that gardening does save you money as well. Well, Clara's just out there in the waiting room. She's got all this green stuff with her. (laughs) It smells nice. Could these be samples of her chocos or something? I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping it is. (laughs) Okay. It is all about gardening on the cheap today with the Gardening Gang. FM Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, it is the Gardening Gang for this Saturday morning. Our topic today is developing a garden on a bit of a budget, mm. without going crazy over the top. People are doing a bit tough in some circles. And uh, the Gardening Gang is here with a little story for you. Jen Jones is joining us. Yeah, from Pickles Patch. Hello, Jen. Hi, guys. How are we? We're good. We're always good when you join us. Jen joins us a lot. She's a member of Permaculture Central Coast. And doesn't waste money, they tell me. No, she doesn't. (laughs) She (laughs) looks after those pennies. Absolutely. Well, look, building a garden and starting a garden up or renovating a garden, sometimes it can cost a bit of money, and Pete's a bit worried about that. I'm just a poor pensioner. (laughs) Pete's trying to do this garden on the cheap, Jen, so what do you reckon? Yeah, cheap and cheerful garden, Jen. (laughs) Where do I start? First of all, start with water. Oh, are you using tank water? Are you using your council-supplied water? And what ways can you use that water more effectively? Oh, yes, because your water bill's an expensive thing sometimes with gardening. I've right. got a tank. Exactly. Right. So, you know, it could be as simple as identifying where the runoff is in your property and uh, re-channeling that to 
better places where it can sink in and slow down that water so it sinks into your ground before it ends up in stormwater. Or you could incorporate uh, water tanks. If you don't have the money for water tanks, you can simply get some barrels and hook that up to your, your drainage system off your roof for your guttering. I could see you with well, a couple if of you, If you developed thing. a garden that required, say, a 1,000 litres a month, would that be a, an amount of rain or water you'd need, do you think, Jen, or would be more than that? A 1,000 well, litres really seems depends. a lot. It seems a lot, but it really isn't a lot when you look at how much you consume in a house. So redirecting your grey water and using detergents and things that are Mm -hmm. eco-friendly can reduce your water bill dramatically. Right. Oh, okay. So don't waste the water. Don't waste the water. Use the water more effectively. Okay, what else can Pete do with his cheapskate garden? All right, take advantage of your curbside rubbish collections, all right? Lots of people throw out materials that you can repurpose to build structures in your garden. This includes saving pots from landfill and timber for construction. Ah. Now, I need to buy a little ute, though, first because it's very hard to cart this stuff around the neighbourhood. Yes, you can, or you can get your neighbours involved. Somebody has a trailer, you can... Help them out in exchange for the use of the trailer. Yeah, it's all about being... That's what the permies do. Well, I've got a tow bar, so that's a good idea. I can get one of those Bunnings trailers for a couple of hours for nothing. Yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm feeling very much on the cheap today, Jen. You've got your water, you've got your structures done, all right. Okay. Okay, so composting. I cannot stress enough how important composting is. It reduces the waste coming out of your house, Mm -hmm. all of your... Kitchen scraps, leftover food, your mowing clippings, all of those things can be incorporated back into your garden. They shouldn't have to leave your property in your green waste bin. So anything organic can go in there, peelings and Mm. leftovers and whatnot, Mm. into the old compost bin. Okay. So, and it's not just the, your typical compost bins you can use. You can also incorporate in-ground in situ composting as well and worm farms. Don't forget worm farms. Well, so far I've spent absolutely nothing, Jen. So what should I spend money on? My little what budget. What you should spend money on, what little little money you have, <laughs> you should look at, <laughs> you should look at incorporating larger diversity in your garden. Help me out. What does so that you don't mean? necessarily have to spend money on that either because you can save seeds and you mm-hmm. can share cuttings and plants, uh, divisions of plants with your friends and neighbours and gardening groups. Don't even have to buy, I, buy plants. I haven't spent a, a Zach Nothing. yet. Nothing. Now, Jen, <laughs> surely there's something I, I can sort of, let's suppose I've got about 100 bucks to spend. On developing right. my garden, what's what fancy things I, I could purchase, for example, to add a bit of extra, you know, oomph to the garden? Ah, oh, that's really difficult. Because I try not to spend money at all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're being thrifty today. Or maybe, Very thrifty. Maybe secateurs. Good tools. Good tools are a must. And looking after those tools means that you won't have to replace them as frequently. Yeah, there okay. you go. Okay. Well, that sounds okay. like a pretty good deal. Mm. I can probably get a, right. a nice set for about 30 bucks. You could set up a bucket in your garage with some sand and some sump oil in it mm-hmm. and store your shovels and spades and things like that in them that prevents rust. 
Oh, what a good idea. Yeah. Just jam them into the soil. With, with it's oil. full of old, like it's oil, oil. oily bits, yeah. okay. Because it keeps it And they and... won't rust. Oh, you heard that one before. It's all new to me. Wow. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's an old one, but a goody gem. <laughs> Thank you for that one. Oh, yeah. Where have I been? <laughs> and grow comfrey. Comfrey is a plant that is easily obtainable whether you choose to buy it or mm-hmm. get cuttings from a friend or a gardening group. Comfrey is an invaluable plant in the garden for saving money when you want to build soil and feed your plants. It's a compost accelerator. It draws up trace elements and nutrients out of the ground to mm-hmm. feed your other plants. I have never heard the name comfrey before. Sherwin has never mentioned it to me in my little ear. I'm sure I have. And you don't listen. <laughs> I think you've just made that up. No. <laughs> comfrey is an ointment as well. It's a, that's never a have yes. I heard of comfrey before. Comfrey is a before. very old plant with very old medicinal uses and gardening uses. It's invaluable in any mm. garden. I make a salve. We're getting off topic here. I use a salve made of comfrey for arthritis pain that's extremely effective. After you've been gardening all day, you can use the comfrey ointment. To oh, it's get comfrey. Your, yeah, comfrey. And here we go. You can save money on medicinal things as well. well we're saving money. This has been enlightening. It, it really has. has. Well, I think we're ahead here with the gardening game because the budget to produce this program is zero today. <laughs> yes. The payment for your thoughts is also zero. That's right. So a big clap there for Jen. Thanks Jen. very much, Thank Jen. You. Jen Jones Thanks, from guys. the fabulous Pickle Patch has been so helpful today in how to develop a garden at a low budget. At a zero budget, Pete. Zero I want to budget. see that. I want to see that zero budget thrifty garden. I'm so, coming down to inspect. So put your credit cards away. It's all free today. It is. Thank you so much, Jen Jones of Pickles Patch today with us on the Gardening Gang. Yippee! Thanks, guys. It was lovely to be here. You're listening to Coast FM 963, home of the great classic hits like this one. At home with the Gardening Gang, Coast FM 963. And we're being sponsored today by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs open all this weekend on this beautiful weekend and they're at Wyoming. And then there's Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. They're back in action on Monday. Sherilyn and Pete on the radio this morning, how to build a gardening on the cheap. Mm. And we've talked to uh, Jo. Jen. And she gave us some wonderful ideas, the pickles uh, patch Jo. Mm -hmm. And we've got Clara standing by with a whole bunch of green. We'll find out soon. Are you looking to upgrade? FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy here. We're the Gardening Gang and we've got uh, the lovely Clara, Clara Rosa here today from um, Permaculture Central Coast and no doubt, Clara, you've been listening in today about the interviews. We're talking about a garden and how to sort of make a dollar out of it or more importantly, how to set one up for a low dollar. But I think you've got another aspect here. It's all about how to actually make a quid... They're the old... Oh, save a They're quid. the old coins. <laughs> they're the old coins we well, used to use here, young people. Save a quid. Save a quid, uh, by, by making a quid out of your garden. 
Yeah, all right. What do you think about that idea? I mean, look, we're not trying to be market gardeners here, but just before I dropped into the studio here, I was down at Woolies, Mm -hmm. and I did. I had a little bit of arithmetic for you, and I've got a little little bag of bag of goods here that I took from my garden. So let's have a look. This is stuff you can actually make a dollar out of, right? This is from my garden, and good news, Pete. I'm not going to charge you for them. They're gifts. Oh, we're not making a dollar. We're saving a dollar. Right, and so we're going to find out what, how much they cost at Woolies. Is this it? Yeah, and how much I just managed to forage just in my garden, just a front yard, so right. my verge garden. So this okay. is the part of my garden that I leave open to my neighbours to come mm-hmm. by and take as much as they want. Mm-hmm. Because when you grow herbs, you, you end up with far more than you can use. Oh, you do? Because yes. you don't use that many herbs. So here's a bit mm-hmm. of an example of what I've foraged here. So All right. here you go, Pete. I've got you some... You've got the old snips out. And I've went. got some thyme. Oh, all look right. at all that time. Now, yep. Organic. Time time. Yeah, organic mm-hmm. and has so that timey smell. You'd be looking at between yep. three and Very five earthy. dollars. Three and five. Oh, for actually, that. that's no, yeah. that'd be more than that. So that's more than a. Well, that's more well, than a supermarket. Well, I thought Sherilyn might like some, so I've got some of the yeah. roots out. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. you want three dollars yes, worth, Sherilyn? <laughs> I can break it in <laughs> half here. Right. So that's nothing. So there's you go. That's all nothing right. if it's from the garden. Ooh. So that's overgrown. So I pulled out a bit of the roots even for you, Sherilyn, to replant. Now I've got some rosemary. Oh, I love that. Rosemary. Smells amazing. Pull those out Anzac there you go. Day, That's good right? For the evil okay. spirits. So, how much is uh, rosemary there at the. No, is one. it about the same? So three it's or about $4? the same. Yeah, so, yeah. we're probably averaging. I mean, my garden's organic. So, really, we could do $5, but let's say $4 for each of these. Okay, let's now, do that. And there's no GST applicable either, I don't think. On Not fresh on fresh produce. Like well, there shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope not. No. Now, I've got. I've snipped this off my bay tree. Ah. Now, a little sachet of bay leaves. Of What's course. that? Probably oh, $4. It's $4 for sure. And, yeah, so and this look, is, you've got... This is probably well, 20, 20 cents a leaf. No, I reckon that's... Yeah, that's about 20 bucks worth there. Oh, and lovely bay leaves. And it's lovely. Oh, that's better. So, yeah. oregano... Oh, yes. Oregano, yes. Mm. Yes. Oregano, yes, in every Italian meal. I reckon that's, that's another four bucks worth there. there. Go. Does the Americans call it oregano? Yeah, they do call it oregano. I don't know why, but anyway, that's fairly beautiful. The bouquet of parsley. Oh. The old parsley, granny's parsley. Or the yeah, favourite rabbit in your life. And, and right. soup. I love yeah. parsley and soup. Yeah. That's Very another good. four dollars. And what's Some it? Chives. Oh, chives. Chives, of course. This is all growing oh. on your verge. This is, is it? all growing oh my on gosh. my verge. Your neighbours must love you. Oh, they say, here comes Clara. Oh, and now, here we, we go. go. Again, I've taken some of the root. This is yeah. an Egyptian walking onion for oh. you, Sherilyn. Thank you. So Egyptian walking onion is even better than your regular spring onion <laughs> because is it is going like to be... Walk like an Egyptian. That's it. Can that be my song request? <laughs> yeah, okay. We're going to put that on. Of my onions. <laughs> that's it. And that's actually a perennial onion. So when you plant that, mm-hmm. the little bulbs will grow up the top yep. and then they'll flop over and that's why they call it a walking onion. It, it oh. looks like it's walking across the thing. And look, that would be, if I bought that, I reckon that's at least six or seven bucks well, because that's ready to plant. I've been doing my mathematics shop. here. We're up to $32. $32. Okay, and then here we go. Right? I've got yep, some $32 worth of goodies gourmet here. Gourmet yellow and there's oyster more. mushrooms oh. that were growing on a little log and now that's, I think, $6 as well. I'm up to 38 bucks worth of freebies okay. today from your garden. Well, I'm going to round it up to 40 bucks. That's what I'm going to say. So we'll say 40 Yeah, we'll say 40 so there you go. Well, that's extraordinary. And that's just from a little wonder on my front verge.
Well, I've got to say, the value of your front verge must be just in the thousands. Well, when we sit down and we think about it and we look at our big trees and we we try and do a little bit of maths, it's actually pretty incredible. Now, Mm. you own your own property, therefore you own your own verge. It's all your property stuff. Well, I mean... a person is, like, renting long-term... Could they grow these things in pots or well, have they got to uproot when they leave? Technically, I think your verge is a bit of a grey area there. But the oh, okay. <laughs> but you've got to have a chat to the council about that one. Mm. I've gotten permission to do it because I want to share vegetables with the neighbours. Okay. And if you mm. have a chat to them and you make sure that you're not in anybody's way, you're not blocking any pathways, mm-hmm. they're pretty happy, pretty mm-hmm. reasonable people. Well, I've seen the sign. It says, Clara's... Market garden <laughs> donations <laughs> welcome. It says help yourself, and then I've got a blue tub, and in the blue tub, I ask for everyone to bring me their food scraps for my chickens. <laughs> and then you know what that turns into? Free eggs. Well, I've got to say, Clara, your contribution today has been absolutely worth money. It's great. It has been. Do you know what it is? About $45 <laughs> And it smells delicious in here as well. My mouth's watering all these gorgeous herbs. Thank you so much. If you want to know more about permaculture as well on the Central Coast, Clara, where can people find Please come along to our AGM. It's actually going to be tomorrow at Narara Eco Village and that will commence at 2pm for our gathering section Mm -hmm. and then the AGM will start at about 3 to Mm 4pm and there is a huge amount of local gardening knowledge in our group as well as other things like making your own cleaners, making your own soaps. We've got a wonderful craft group that are extremely welcoming. Mm -hmm. So please come along to our AGM. If you can't make it, join our Facebook group permaculture central coast and that's a great place to ask questions and interact and vote one clara yes. right? are you <laughs> yes. standing for an office i i am gonna continue on in my presidential role if you voted accordingly yeah, yes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, so you'll Don't have assume to assume you'll get it look you, it could be a bit of a you yeah. know this a time next week you'll be calling me El Presidente. Oh, is it? There's a plant in there. We boom, love boom. you. We do. Well, I vote one, Clara, for the gardening gang. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank you, Clara. Thanks, mate. Great to see you, Clara, here at Coast FM with the gang this morning. Coast FM 963, home of the great classic hits and you're home with the gardening gang. We've got MC Microbe now with all the goss. Good morning, MC. Good morning, gang. Well, we're all a bit chilly here, but we've been saving money in the garden and around the home as well. And we thought the one person we know that would have the thrifty on the thrifty, especially with going green, would be you, MC. <laughs> yeah, I can um, I can definitely say that sustainability starts at home, isn't it? In your household, in your neighbourhood, inside and outside, there's always something you can do. Change, maybe a habit. Um, and build better, build better habits around the home. So one thing I started doing is uh, leaving weights in my toilet, oh. not in the bowl, of course. Oh, I was going to say, hang on a minute, what do you mean? <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> in, in in the toilet tank, um, you can displace a lot of water by putting a, oh. a maybe not a brick, but I, I've um, in the last uh, rental that I lived in, mm. I left a. Mm. A two litre, one point two litre bottle full of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I left a little treasure, a little note in there, maybe for someone to find. If you want to get creative with these things, you can. Yeah. And you can put some water, and then that acts as a weight, and it displaces 
uh, some of the amount of water that's needed to refill. Okay, so every time you're flushing, there's less water actually going through the system. That's that's the idea. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. A way of saving a little bit of water because water, as we know, well, it's precious, uh, and and water bills are expensive as well. We've got to we've tighten our yeah, belts there you everywhere. Go, exactly. Of course, you can also replace your light bulbs with LED lights. A small upfront investment installing the LED lights, but save, you can actually save a bit of money doing this too okay. uh, on your energy bill, which we all know we're going to be going up soon too. So that's oh, one yeah. another thing to think of. Mm-hmm. But if we move to, to outside, you can do things like compost. Of course, we always talk about composting our food scraps and mm. um, and starting a garden from that compost to Yes. Uh, it's a good good fertilizer that can go straight into growing your own food. Mm-hmm. And again, if you can make these make these closed loops within your uh, within your your home um, to save energy and uh, cost too. Mm-hmm. And you'll see you'll see with your own uh, with your own eyes how those that waste um, turns into valuable soil, um, which mm-hmm. then you could use to uh, grow some of your own food. And that's Kind of completing that's that the whole loop. That's the complete loop. Ah. Whole nutrient cycle. Yeah, within the soil there. You've got to feed your soil too. Mm, true, true. Um, much better than buying it in bags from the big green shed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Low cost, easy to do. Um, all of these all of these things are. There's a whole whole array of, of different different things that you can do. Mm-hmm. You can actually just check it out online and we wouldn't have enough time to list them all in, in this segment. Yeah, no, we? I'm sure there's a lot there. So a Google search of something like uh, what sort of terms do you reckon? Green, greener living ideas, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, ways to reduce your carbon footprint is always a, a key term. Mm-hmm. That'll bring up some good suggestions too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then just go, go for it, really. If there's one that strikes you, give it a go. What if I did this? And see what happens. Yeah, every little bit helps. That's it. That's so true. Well, have you got anything personally coming up soon, MC? Because we were so excited about the Harvest Festival and we've heard a few people came and said hello to you. So we should tell people where you're on at and what you're doing around the coast as well and further afield. Anything coming up soon? Yeah, actually. Um, now you mention it, there is a winter solstice uh, celebration going on um, up the hill in Summersby mm-hmm. uh, next Saturday is the 24th of June, from, so from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m., there is a winter solstice celebration event up here at Ark Entotech on okay, um, Ark Road. Yep. Oh, yes, that's, yes, yes, up on the old Wiseman's Ferry Road. Is that right up there? Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's mm. a family event. There'll be, um, there'll be a fire. There'll be food. Um, oh. I'll be playing some music oh, for, for about an hour or two towards <laughs> the end of it. Um, so a really nice event to be a part of as we mm-hmm. celebrate celebrate the the shortest day of the year, I guess, and moving in the longer days. Yeah, which I'm very we'll looking forward to. <laughs> the warmer days. I always think of it. Harvest festivals always around that solstice time. So it's like, oh goodness, I'm a summer girl myself, uh, MC. So I'm looking forward to the longer days coming forward now. I'm so with you there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what's coming up. All right, MC, thank you so much for all the goss, including your own personal goss there as well. No problem at all. Always a pleasure to share. And um, let us know if, if, if you try any of those, those tips and how you go. Thanks, MC. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds great. Have a good weekend. See you again. And that was MC Microbe with The Gardening Goss, and you're listening to Coast FM 963, and you're at home with The Gardening Gang. 
Lovey V at Coast FM 963, home of the classic hits. That night has a thousand eyes. Several, in fact. Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy here with the Gardening Gang being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs open all this weekend at Wyoming and also Doormaster, security doors and windows. Sherilyn, in the next uh, program, next hour of the program, we've got a very special guest. We do. We've His got... name is Paul. It's Paulie Mack. It is Paulie Mack. We have a brand new segment coming to all of our gangster listeners every single week. It's called It's All About Food with Paulie Mack. He's a local chef and foodie. Very excited to have him on board every single week. And uh, so kicking off this week in our second hour. Okay, stay with us at Coast FM. Meantime, I hear the bell. The old ding-dong is just coming into the room now. It's Cheryl and Darcy. Here we go. And time to get your hands dirty. That's correct. Well, first of all, when you're getting your hands dirty, what are we doing around the coast for plant lovers? There's a tabletop cactus garden workshop, and it's on tomorrow at Burbank at Saddles Mount White. Come along, join the crew in creating your own tabletop cactus garden to take home and enjoy. It's a ticketed event. Uh, You can just give Saddles at Burbank a call to book your place or turn up and book your place as well. Give them a call, 437-0101. That's an easy one to remember. We love our community gardens and King Cumber Community Eco Garden has a working bee on Friday the 23rd of June. So get that down in your diaries. It's in the afternoon from 3pm and that's on King Cumber Street at King Cumber. They're going to weed the grass from the garden beds, prune some bushes and trees, check and attend the compost. You can learn a bit about that and check out the worm farms and their water. They're digging out some arrowroot. That'd be nice to take home and pruning the citrus. A few things going on there. They're preparing for their June produce and swap and workshop. Now, the thing is, when you go along to these working bees, everybody's welcome, even if you're not experienced, because you get to meet the team. So that's an important one. So no experience, just go along, say hello, and just help pull a few weeds. That'd be great. Build Your Own Frog Hotel is on at the YE Nursery on Saturday, the 24th of June from 1 to 3 p.m. Learn why frogs are so important to our environment and also build a little frog motel. I'd love one of those. It is next Saturday, the 20th. Tickets are available from the nursery or online, so YE Nursery, check them out. That'd be great. Closer at home, in your garden, what can you plant? I'm glad you're thinking about that. Here we go. Culinary herbs, artichokes, broad beans, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, cauliflower, cress, garlic, kohlrabi, lettuce, mustard, onions, including those walking onions. I'm throwing those into my garden. Thank you so much, Clara. Peas, shallots, spring onions, silver beets, spinach, and also Bare-rooted roses can still go in. Calendula, candy tuff, Canterbury bells, carnations, columbines, cornflowers, delphiniums, dianthus, everlasting daisies, forget-me-nots, foxgloves, gypsophila, hollyhock, honestly, honesty, and larkspur as well. I'm excited. Are you? You look it. I can feel those (laughs) fingers getting dirty already. Yay! your hands dirty with the gardening gang saturday mornings at eight on coast fm 963 coast fm pete little and sheldon darcy on this beautiful winter weekend and you've uh, brought uh, young paulie mm-hmm. paulie mack into the studio today to trial out a new segment on I the radio i have 
And you better just tell us the brief background on where this came about. Well, Pete, you know, when we first started our show, it was a gardening show and we have creeped along into being pretty much like a better homes and gardens show. A bit creepy, yeah. Well, it's not really. It's just because I aspire to be Martha Stewart. You know that. So I'm getting there and all I needed to complete the picture, Pete, was a chef. I have found a local foodie, Paulie Mack. Hey, Paulie, thanks for joining us oh, here. my pleasure. Am I that guy? <laughs> you Am I the food You're guy? You're going to be part of our gardening gang. <laughs> Hopefully if you can sustain the interest in the radio segment. I love this already. We're going to call it all about food because okay. the gardening show is about gardening. Food is part of gardening. Yes. I've got a background in food. I, know, I don't know much else. <laughs> um, I can't hang Judging it. by your tummy, you do pretty well on the, <laughs> on the fork. Wow. Wow. That's not a way to welcome <laughs> what a great, our what new a great way gangster. To start. But it's not, I, um, I can't do very many other things. I can't hang a picture. I'm terrible at painting, but I know a fair bit about food. Gardening? I didn't. Um, and I've started to fall in love with it, actually, um, through necessity. Okay. You know? Is that because the prices of food stocks have gone wild? They have gone wild, haven't they? Yes, they have. And what a time to be in the restaurant game. When you talk about the business side of a restaurant, you think about all those people that say and wake up one day and they say, I'd love to start a cafe. What a great idea. I'd love to get in there each day and work I the, would, work I the marketplace. Very romantic, mm. isn't Have it? Have a coffee. Yeah. All my friends can come in and eat free, things like that. Yes, yes. Now, why should I not open a cafe, Paul? What a great question. Um, how much money have you got? <laughs> Only a superannuation. Yeah, that's it's not going to do it, I'm afraid. No, it's it's an incredibly difficult game to be in now. Uh, the margins are as slight as you can imagine, and the produce has increased by what sixteen to twenty percent in the last four or five years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was your margin if you were lucky. If you were lucky, you would you would net. 15. So it's all about producing a good quality food at the lowest price. Is that right? It depends. It depends why you're. I'm in not business. talking about being at uh, the Sydney Opera House, mm. but here on the Central Coast. I think that the um, restaurateurs and everyone in the food game need to rethink a little about why they're there. Now, at this stage, you don't own your own restaurant. Oof, no, no. You we gave were, that up. We, well, we didn't give it up. We for were, Lent. We were um, very successful <laughs> at Park Life in Terrigal for five years. Yeah. Um, business takes time, you know, and I needed to do other things. Okay, so just to recap there, you've had, uh, obviously, the comment about the food costs are too high. What about staffing these days? Well, I believe that we are in the biggest employment crisis we've ever been in hospitality. Really? I think that um, the, the two or three years that everyone did nothing for a while made people realise that maybe they don't want to be in an industry that they have to work 60, 70 hours a week. But where have they gone? This is what I keep thinking is, like, where have the hospitality workers gone to? I used to look after um, 600 international students at Ride. I I, I taught commercial cookery for six years and they all disappeared almost overnight. (laughs) So they went back home, is that what you're saying? Well, I I believe that um, that they weren't supported in the industry. So I think that they weren't able to get permanent residency through that uh. commercial cookery avenue anymore. Oh, okay. Mm. So, they, so they were migrant uh, into Australia. They were, they were. But on now, visas. But now you can't find uh, an employee. Today I had three calls. Paul, can you help? Can you fi- help me find someone 
just a pair of hands. Anyone who can hold, honestly, if, if a chef walks into a restaurant now with a, his own knives, he's got the job. Well, you're putting me off, but I'm still keen. Now, what, oh, okay. what's, what's, a, what's a piece of the market that's underserved at the moment? Now, we know plenty of pizza shops, plenty of fish and chip shops. Or are there? Mm, I think that you need to be very careful if you're going to go into business in food. At yeah. all? Like, there's nothing that you can see that would be like, you know what? This could um, be the next goer. I would like but to... Cheryl and Darcy's a very good cookie in her own, <laughs> in her own right. Yeah. We're thinking of maybe starting off a little enterprise, the, the gardening, gardening gang, gang truck. on the road. What would you truck sell, guys? Well, let know. me help well, you. Let me help you. you. Get, oh, I see. <laughs> You're the we're man to talk you. to. We're we're saying, you know, I see. Okay, you well, think? my yeah. advice is keep it simple. Really, really very simple. Sandwiches? It's been done. <laughs> Yeah. Someone the other day said to me they cannot buy yeah. a decent sandwich no, in the CBD of Gosford. I agree. Or anywhere. When's the last was time you could buy... No, it wasn't yeah. me, but you can't buy, you know, good old salad sandwich. Is it because there's no money in a salad sandwich anymore? Look, I'm what just would, saying, would I think the margins... you pay for a salad sandwich? That's a good question, Seven fifty. Yeah. You couldn't make a salad sandwich for that, could you? Is that right? Seriously? I would have thought that the margins would be like... A bit of leftover? A couple of pieces of bread and a... I hate to be a downer, guys, but I don't think... Well, well, Paul, I've got to say, it's been beautiful to uh, meet up with you here. Oh, my pleasure. On this uh, inaugural segment on the radio. We'll bring you back next week. Because I also want to explore about some of these wonderful things you do for the community. And there's a character going around town called... The soup Nazi. Now, hang on. The soup. What is it? The Be soup? very careful. The soup. The soup guy. Is it the soup something guy? like that? Daddy. And I think I've met him. We'll talk about the soup guy next we'll week. We'll do that next week. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Coast FM with the Gardening Gang. Our new segment. It's all about food with Paulie Mac. Little and Cheryl and Darcy, the gardening gang underway. Wow, we've been underway for an hour and a bit. Mm. Now, today, winter is, of course, part of our life and uh, checking up on the pets with the annual checkup. Is it best in spring or middle of winter or what, what do you reckon, Tanya? Tanya's know. joining us. This hey, morning. Tanya. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Oh, look, you know, it doesn't really matter. We oh. usually recommend that their annual checkup when their vaccinations are due. Ah, okay. Right, okay. Yeah, so look. No, it's not seasonal. Okay. No, no, not seasonal. So for a young animal, we say yearly. Mm-hmm. For an older animal, uh, you know, a senior pet, we usually sort of recommend six months. Like, uh, by half yearly. Oh. Half yearly. Twice yeah, the cost, Unless your rec- unless your vet recommends more than that, so oh. you know once they start to hit that geriatric age, mm-hmm. um, we we sometimes will recommend a little more than that. Yes, but, I so, can identify with that, Tanya. <laughs> yes, you go to the yeah, once I'm over forty five, yes. mate. It tends you to do be every need to go. year. Every you about to say every week. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tan, when you do take your uh, pet to the vet, be it an iguana or an elephant or a chicken. <laughs> Or whatever. Uh, what questions, as a matter of routine, would you be expected to ask your vet? Look, I think it depends. It depends on their stage of life, and it depends what's going on with them. I think one good question to ask your vet is, "Am I feeding them? An, am I feeding them too much?" Is probably a better way to phrase it. Hmm. Are they in good body shape or body condition? Because Honestly, there are so many chubby pets out there. So mm. I think I think ask your vet or your nurse 
Mm-hmm. to check their body score, we call it, check their body condition. Oh, hang on, um, they've got a score. Is it like out of 10? <laughs> is it like, no, no. Is it like, um, my dog's a 10? <laughs> is there a BMI? Is there's a BMI. <laughs> no, it's not a BMI. I think, I think it's actually out of five or possibly four. I don't actually use it. I, I okay. go by what we call body condition. So. So I think we've talked about it before, but you know, looking down at your pet, you should see um, you should see an hourglass shape, mm-hmm. and you should be able to feel their ribs under you know a, a thin layer of fat. Okay, mm-hmm. in my opinion, completely uniform. So yeah. I think well, I'm intrigued by the term the hourglass shape for a pet. I mean, we're not <laughs> going to get down to a thin waist, are we? I mean, hourglass to yeah, me is like, you know, sailor's got a broad thing, at right? the top, skinny in the middle. Yeah, he is. And a nice uh, fleshy yeah. behind. They come in at the you tummy. Don't wanna, yeah, you don't, wanna, you don't want a thick rump. Like, you know, you don't want like Kim Kardashian thing going on. But you, I agree. You do, want, <laughs> you, do, you do want a thick, you do want them to go in at the waist, yes. Ah, if they it. stand up. So what else? What else should we be asking our vet when we're there with our pet? What other things should price. we be just? <laughs> price. You get a price beforehand, or do you have to wait till the end? They usually have a checkup price. You know, it's like the annual yeah. checkup price. You know. Okay. Well, no. If your vet is going to perform any any procedures, they should give you a quote first. But mm. if you're unsure, yeah, just ask for a price. That's, there's no problem with that. Oh, okay. You know, if they say, oh, we're going to do some blood tests or we're going to do this, this and this, mm. if you are concerned, because, look, things can add up very quickly, you are able, you're allowed to ask for a price. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this is an interesting question you're asking. You know, you're saying, what should we be asking the vet? Usually the vet should be asking you the question. But uh-huh. another thing I would recommend. What, what are you prepared is, to pay? <laughs> you know, yeah, how much can you afford? I mean, we're going through tough times. Are you su- are you subject to the new you know interest rates or not? Or maybe you're well, a self-funded retiree with plenty of money. <laughs> well, the mechanics do that, right? They call you and they're like, "Oh, we need to do this." this, this. Yeah. This yes, you got, you, got any, uh, you got any Apple shares? You're rich. <laughs> um, but no, look, the other thing I would I would make sure the vet checks is the teeth. Mm. Okay, so on an on a reg like you know just a standard checkup, mm. make sure they check your pet's teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you want to make sure they're okay. Yep. Make sure they have a look at the nails. If you're not confident doing the, oh, they're all going to kill me for saying this, but make if you're not confident <laughs> doing the nails. Get them to have a look at the nails. Um, look, if you're concerned about, you know, sometimes treatments, as in flea treatments, tick mm-hmm. treatments, you know, sometimes worming, that can all be very confusing. So just mm-hmm. make sure if you have any questions about that, check with your vet, okay? So that's mm-hmm. the time to ask those sorts of questions because often people will get out to reception and they'll go, oh, I should have asked about that. Absolutely. And sometimes the, re- the reception girls are very, very clever. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're nurses on reception, so it, so it's fine. But you know, mm-hmm. if you have those questions, ask in ask in the um, you know when you're in in, in the, the diagnostic uh, period. Yeah, of course. And can yeah, our, can, yeah. our, can our vets give us some indication on behavioural things that we might be concerned about? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look, definitely. If there's anything bothering you, so. Yeah, look, if your if your dog is getting up in the middle of the night and barking at, mm. for some reason, yeah, definitely ask those sorts of questions. If your dog's 
any or cat or bunny or anything is doing anything out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. ask those questions while you're in the consult. Okay. What I usually recommend to people, write a list, you know, write a list before you go in because it's kind of like you're like, oh, I've got to ask. I've got to ask that. I've got to ask that, and then you get in there and you forget because you start chatting about how cute your dog is. Yeah, you know. So it's a good idea to, to absolutely write a list. Mm. And if you need, if your if your pet is on medication, um, like long term medication, mm-hmm. and you need um, scripts refilled, don't forget to ask for those as well. Well, that's a great value there to get the best value out of uh, your consultation. Thank you, Tanya. Tanya Middleton is our uh, pet vet every Saturday morning here at Coast FM. Have a nice weekend, Tan. Thanks, Tanya. Gardening gang today with a beautiful weekend expected to be coming our way, looking at the forecast, sunshine, blue skies for a couple of days too. Lachlan McDonald joining us on the line now from Ray White McDonald Partners. Good morning, mate. Nice where you are today. Oh, Pete, there's, there's plenty of interest at the moment. There's, um, there's definitely not enough places to sail, that's for sure. Now, that's an interesting comment because with uh, all these interest rates going up and they could even be going further up next month, according to newspaper reports, why is real estate pricing on the coast or whether it's across the nation, but particularly locally, why, why are prices still going up? Yeah, it's certainly uh, counterintuitive, isn't it, Pete? Mm. You know, you think... Traditionally, when interest rates rise, the whole purpose of them is to rein in spending and obviously property prices as being directly linked, they, they tend to fall. And I think everyone was quite fearful of that when the rates started to rise, but it definitely hasn't, uh, hasn't happened to the degree that was expected. Um, now, now, is that across the coast or just in your patch? Uh, it's across the coast, um, yeah, most definitely, and across Sydney as well, basically, you know, right across the country, to be honest, yeah. Why is why is that happening that way? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons, Peter. That we keep hearing about this housing shortage. That's definitely one of them. Um, the other effect of rising rates is that a lot of construction has become perhaps uh, you know, let's say uh, untenable. So there's a lot of projects that have you know been in the works that are not going ahead. So we're seeing a, a shortage in the pipeline coming up too. So that that housing shortage is not going to improve. Um, so one thing is we've got a lot of new immigration coming over the next little while. We've got a shortage of housing. But I think the other thing that a lot of people don't actually maybe know or consider is that it's actually quite a small percentage of the population that owns their own home and does actually have a mortgage. Uh, um, something huh? like 66% of the population of homeowners don't have a mortgage. Mm. Um and that doesn't mean they might not have a mortgage on an investment property or things like that. The data's around whether they have a mortgage on their own home. So they might still be feeling the pinch if they've got an investment property and the repayments are, you know, far outstripping what the rent is. But um, for the most part, if people don't have, well, 66% of the population um, that own homes don't have a mortgage, you can see how the, the tool of rising interest rates uh, isn't stemming their appetite to buy as much as you might think it would. I'm quite surprised at that figure you mentioned there, 66%. Is that the latest uh, census information, is it? It is, um, which, oh. again, I was quite surprised too, but it's always actually been a, not too far from that figure. It's uh, it's quite surprising. I think there's an assumption that most people do have a mortgage, but, um, you know, given 
the rapid increase in Australian property prices over, let's say, the last four or five decades, yeah. you can see how there's so many people that are sort of middle-aged that, of course, wouldn't have a mortgage. Well, I turn to myself and look in the mirror and say, self, you lucky bugger. <laughs> You've had your house for 30 years, it's paid off, and they yep. can't take it off you. Yep. Are your inquiry levels from Sydney still significant? Yeah, they are, Pete. They are coming from Sydney still predominantly. Um, and, you know, we saw the jobs data this week actually uh, be published you know, quite strong once again. And, and that's showing that that job market's very competitive. And when people are competing for employees, that's what's allowing this remote working okay. to really continue because yeah. people are demanding their terms. They're yeah. saying, hey, yeah. Happy to take the job, but I want to live on the coast because I want to have that lifestyle. I want to have a larger house. I want to have that, you know, proximity to the water. And employers in these larger larger corporations in the city are happy to accept it because they're still finding it tricky to to find um, find staff. Well, it's uh, not going to be good news for the uh, the RBA bank, but uh, it's certainly good for uh, the average Joe out there. Things are still sort of bubbling on quite well. They certainly are. Well, thanks, Lachlan. We'll catch you next week with more on the property scene here on the case. Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners with us. Thanks, Pete. See you next week. All the notes at Coast FM, home of the classic hits, and your kiss is on my list. Are we talking about kissing next Saturday on the show? No, flowers. Where? It's flowers, my friend. Oh, Pete, 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 Pete. Not only talking about them, we will be at the Mingara Orchid Fair and show the 2023 one. Remember last year it was so much fun. I can't even believe that was a year ago, Pete. But the Mingara Orchid Fair and show is on Saturday and Sunday next week from 9am till 4 on Saturday and 9am till 3pm on Sunday. And you and I are broadcasting the Gardening Gang live from 8am until 10am. Before the crowds come in. We Just get the before. first look and the first oh, that's we a nice orchid. do. We get a little mm. peek there. It, I think it opens to the public at 9 o'clock, so come down and have a look at us. I think they throw us under the stairs. No, next to the stairs there somewhere. You can see this big <laughs> Coast FM banner we've got now. Come and say hello, but it's such a great day. And the important thing is, Sherilyn, it's free for the community. It is free free to come free, and it's, free, free. it's also free to come and talk to us so if Pete tries to charge you do not listen to him <laughs> there is no charge for a selfie with Pete <laughs> Coast <laughs> FM